Lost that to Young, the chance here for Sidwell already, and what a start! Just over 30 seconds gone, and the quickest goal in the Premier League this season for Steve Sidwell. Sidwell FC podcast. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the Steve Sidwell FC podcast. Uh, firstly, a massive thank you and shout out to uh, Tom Holmes, the creative uh, genius of a generation for that beautiful uh, introduction. Uh, you might have heard our first kind of teaser episode, if you like, the other week. Uh, we had, I think, millions of downloads on that one. But um, this is our first proper go at the Steve Sidwell FC podcast. Um, if you didn't hear that teaser, you missed out on an absolute wealth of uh, trivial nonsense, classic banter, uh, references you might not understand unless you are one of our siblings, and much more besides. But hopefully this week, after following some feedback, after chatting a bit, we're going to give you a lovely episode to brighten your self-isolating days. Uh, so without further ado, let me introduce my fellow hosts for this episode. Joseph McKeo. Hello, good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Day good. Five. Day five, doing well, doing strong. And my other guest host, David Lasky. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's so nice to be with you via phone. You guys live together, so I've joined you in from the distance. But there might be a social distance between us, but there is not a distance between our hearts, is there? Absolutely oh, that's not. Cute. That's lovely. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So my name is uh, Adam Mitchell Baker. Uh, we've known each other, I'd say, for about six years now. Um, we met at university. And what would you say unites us as a friendship group? What do you think's drawn us together? Would you guys say? I think it's our mutual love of uh, random facts, but predominantly sport. And so sporting random facts become a constant feature of this podcast we make no apologies for that um but i think we all have our own individual sport that we we, we hold above all others but yeah okay. be the one that that unites us and then we we each join in in the other's superior knowledge on on more fringe sports um so what's your what would be your sport for me it's golf uh, all, all things nice. for sure um how about you oh cricket Cricket's my, my my true love, but yeah, football is the I guess secondary to that. But uh, what about you, Ads? Uh, rugby for me. So union, I'm a specified, but yeah, <laughs> uh, not not about the league life. I'm I'm not from the north, am I? So I can't I can't claim <laughs> rugby league. Um, but yeah, and speaking about our love for sport and of strange facts that unite us, um, I'm sure you're wondering why this podcast is called Steve Sidwell FC. Um, copyright infringement not intended um, who is Steve Sidwell and why does he unite us uh, Joe answer those questions who even is Mr Stephen Sidwell why is he forever enshrined in the name of this podcast well I feel guilty for not knowing what his what his preference is whether he, he actually prefers to be called Stephen uh, to those by those close to him but he is mm, a good question <laughs> he is a professional footballer um, who played for my beloved Aston Villa um, before that, Dave's beloved Arsenal FC, um, and then latterly your your wonderful Reading. 
He was at Reading before he was at Villa, actually. No bit, way. Bit, bit of fake news there. Bit of fake news yeah, there. That is fake news. I apologise profusely. Yeah. Or yeah. It was Arsenal Academy, and then he went yeah. to um, Brent, Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, and then some Belgian Brentford. side. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then you so he, yeah so really Villa with with his crowning days. Wow, wow. <laughs> um, I think that's a future episode is uh, rating Steve Sidwell's career. Um, he wasn't the best player outside the top division when he was at Reading for no reason. So I'm gonna <laughs> stick to that one. Super Steve Sidwell. Um, but yeah, so he is to our knowledge the one player who has played for Arsenal, Reading, and Aston Villa. Uh, the three main football teams that we all support. Um, if anyone knows of any other players, we're on a desperate quest, a holy grail, to find who that player might be. Um, yeah. That is something I dream of at night, of finding that <laughs> holy grail of sporting prowess. Well, it also um, means that when Steve Sidwell comes knocking to take us down for copyright, yeah. we can then move on to naming this podcast, whoever yeah. the other player is. <laughs> Um, swiftly so they'd, they'd really be bailing us out so uh, yeah thank you fans thank you in advance yeah <laughs> um, and yeah why are we even doing this podcast is a question that uh, again that's a, that's the other question I've, I've been thinking about late at night and um, why have I agreed to do this podcast I think if I'm honest this is something we've talked about for a while isn't it um as three white men it's something that is our destiny in life at some point to spend time recording a podcast yeah. together and what a better time to do that than during this time of isolation, quarantine, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's an ideal opportunity to bring the, the listeners of the world our wit, wisdom and merriment, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It's almost like um, modern day contemporary philosophers where no one asks for our opinion, but nonetheless, we are giving it. Uh, so. We- <laughs> I think without further ado, let's um, let's roll into segment one. How is isolation going? Um, Dave, I know I live with you and I, I get a first, well, front row seat to your isolation. <laughs> please share. It's going well. Um, not particularly uh, keen on spending the entirety of my time in the same room, but I'd say one highlight for me has been the emergence of sort of unusual sporting highlights on Sky Sports. Mm. Um, so I've, I've watched clips from the 2012 Carling Cup final. Classic. I've watched, mm. I don't know, how the 1997 Ryder well, Cup or something, you know, random dates. I mean, yesterday we had the full game of Croatia versus England from 2004 showing on BBC wow. with a live text as if it was live. And I just think, like, what, what have we come to as sports fans around the world <laughs> when we're pretending a game played 16 years ago Yeah, was played as if live today? Yeah. Um, that is a bit tragic, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but um, some of the, te- the texts that BBC received were, were just classic. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I've really enjoyed that this week. Lovely. <laughs> I just find that unbelievable. It's not even, a, a, you know, a, a cultural moment of a game like that we look back on as fans. I couldn't even remember the score. Was it four two? Four two. Yeah. I, yes, it's a kind of. See, a classic, I, but... I did remember that. that it was four two. <laughs> yeah. I'm that friend. Why would you not show? I know that it's England, but and that the, the first game of that Euros against France ended in in 
tragedy and snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. But honestly, I find it. And why, why not go to the final? Greece, Portugal, just that is that will never happen again as a shot. But you watch that game and you will be asleep within the first half. I tell you, <laughs> that was the that was they did an absolute job on an extremely talented Portugal team, Greece. Um, they just, I think every player was a holding midfielder. That's basically how they won that tournament. It's anti-football. It was they burnley their way to sporting to sporting immortality. <laughs> a younger and slightly less croaky Sean Dyche was there with a notepad, taking yeah. notes, knowing exactly how his career would unfold. Watching this, full head of hair, what a man! What What do you um What do you remember, Ed, from the 2012 Curling Cup final? <laughs> Yeah, um, it escaped my memory until I. Yeah, okay. <laughs> is it that was Cardiff Liverpool? It was. It was that's a good yeah. start. Um, it was King Kenny's only trophy in charge, second time round for for Liverpool. Um, I think Craig Bellamy might have been playing for Liverpool. He, he I think it, it it was so. Like I should also say, as well as supporting Reading, I'm that guy that has two teams. My second team of which is Liverpool, and there's been some. In supporting Liverpool the last 26 years that I've been on earth, there's been some dark times. The 2012 Carling Cup final was probably the combination of three or four of the darkest <laughs> years of following Liverpool. And it's looking back at that squad, I'm trying to think who would be in it, but it was just dire. There was just all these European players that, like um, Christian Poulsen, we had in there. Jovanovic, <laughs> Milan Jovanovic might have been in there. Paul Koncheski might have still been around. A um, bunch of absolute rubbish players in that team. Um, Andy Carroll, I think, might have been up front. Was that surely that's too early for him? I, my, my my question to you, Adam, is who do you think was man of the match in that game? Now it was a Liverpool player, but it was this, a Liverpool player. Up. Did we win on penalties? You did. Yeah. Uh, who was man of the match? I'm trying to think. It might have been. Um, I think that game we played quite well I think we scored if memory serves and this is I don't know if memory serves well I think it was two all I think I can't remember the scores on penalties maybe three ones or some penalties and I have a feeling this was a game where um, Stuart Downing had an absolute blind well done is that it is that him yeah that is correct oh beautiful it it was all of our players were like people like that it was just absolute English journeymen like Paul Konchesky, Stuart Downing, all those sort of players. And then these random Europeans, you know, like Jose Enrique, Dirk Count, who was a bit of a legend, players like that. But it was not it was not a final for the ages, was it? You've done well there, though. What about Thank you, guys? You. How's your isolation going? Yeah, it's it's going well for me, I think. It's um been interesting sort of adjusting to like you say just not being able to have any plans outside of your house that is quite a weird stage of life to be in in that you are um actually like you say you only can spend time in one room particularly if like myself and like you guys you live in a flat um that's quite tricky one of the things that i have done in the past week is i have got a cajon to to learn and play if you don't know what a cajon is it's kind of like a wooden box drum um and I've bought one of those. So I've got one of those in my flat, which I'm learning via a nice Scottish man on YouTube, which has been, been great. <laughs> I've had one lesson with him so far and it's gone well. Would you like to hear a little blast of my first ever Cajon lesson? Absolutely. Yes, please. So um, what my Cajon friend taught me is 
you don't want to overcomplicate the cajon. You don't want to get too far, too too fast. You don't want to get your feet involved yet. That will come later in cajon corner. But um, <laughs> it's all about the four four. So if you hear me, you start with a little one two, and you get the bass notes, which are like this. You get a sort of higher one, which is like this, and then right at the top you get a little tap where you just use your knuckles. It's like that. So it's quite different sounds. And everything is one, two, three, four, which if you're like me and you can't keep rhythm, it's really hard. <laughs> a bold strategy then to But I'm enjoying it. My neighbours are not enjoying it. <laughs> um, that's all I can say. Um, what about you, Joe? What have, what's, what's been different in isolation life for, for you so far? Any new activities or instruments that you've got involved with? a good question um for me other than this creative endeavor i've been branching out um in in haircuts oh yeah you know all of the non-essential stores being closed I, and i would go as far to say that hairdressers are essential but there, there are health risks that go with that i guess um so i cut dave's hair this morning which nice. i think was somewhat a success he's still here um, I haven't, you know, cut parts of his throat. I think he's all right. He's doing well. Good. Yeah, no complaints. There you go. That sounds sincere and uh, encouraging. How, mu- how much did you charge? Uh, three. I think I think oh. I to get three uses out of it to make it a worthwhile purchase of the razors okay. and yeah. stuff. So um, I just need this lockdown to last just a little bit long, longer just to allow me yeah. to, to bre- at least break even. Uh, and then yeah. I'll consider that a win. Would you lend it to me if it was de- 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 disinfected beforehand? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'll, I'll leave it outside your door. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, and to any listeners who are willing to... Uh, well, no, please don't send me your address. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, shall we move on to then... Um, that accidentally leading us on to an article that I found this week. So oh, yeah. I just want to have a look at news stories that maybe people have missed. So I, I, if you're anything like me, you'll have spent a lot of time on BBC this week reading every single Doomsday article. That They, they seem to write in such a, a manner that they think they're being helpful, but I think are mainly spreading panic. Mm. Um, but I found... Not that, not that we have an anti-BBC agenda on the Steve Sidwell no, podcast. I'm not anti-media. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm certainly not anti-expert. Um, I'm very pro-expert. But I found an article this week that, that they've posted about um, the essential stores. And off-licenses have been added to the list of essential retailers. What, what do you guys think? Is that, is, do they qualify in your book? Are off-licenses essential? Do we need to be going to... Um, places other than major supermarkets to, to acquire alcohol to get us through this time? <laughs> I think offies are important because where else could you buy a Calippo knockoff for 50p? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I went to an offie the other week and I live the other weekend and I thought, this, there is a chest full of ice lollies when it was a nice sunny day, none of which were officially branded, but all of which <laughs> were imitating, you know, Feasts, twisters, yeah. uh, rocket lollies, all of that stuff. But it was all about 49.50p. And I thought, this is what I'm here for. This is essential to my survival of lockdown. Um, some people medicate with alcohol and cigarettes to keep the office going. I medicate with ice lollies. So that's what, in my opinion, it should be essential. What do you think, oh, Dave? I, I, I agree with you on that, on that point. I yeah. think the, um, 
to get rid of off licenses, even for this time, would be sort of an insult to Britishness. I think. I think they're they're quintessentially British off license. Mm. Where, mm. where else would I get my match attacks? Yeah. You st- are you still going to match tax this year? Is that a coronavirus maybe, related maybe. hobby? I had stopped. Could but, be. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll pick it up again yeah. now that off licenses are open. But you know those sort of purchases, you don't want to go to a supermarket yeah. for those. That's no. embarrassing. Off license, <laughs> on the other hand. No it's all good. Yeah, we we nearly did the sticker book, didn't we, for the World Cup? Was it two two years ago? And then you realise it would have cost an estimated eight hundred pounds. <laughs> To complete the sticker book, based off probability of which packs you will get and who you'll get and that sort of stuff. So that was a a hobby swiftly abandoned. Right, exactly. But maybe now is the time for match attacks. There you go. Well, it seems like we've we're in agreement that um, they are an essential part of of British life and should remain. Yeah. Um, another news article which um, tickled me slightly was that there are uh, allegedly guilt-ridden people up and down the land who wish that they hadn't wasted loo roll decorating their Christmas trees three months ago mm. um, and i what do we what do we think about that who who is a as an exercise decorating your christmas tree with loo roll and b how guilty would you now feel and c you would have used that loo roll by now are people is this something unbeknown to me that people have like loo roll in supply for to last them for three months well, th- there are many questions to be had about these this kind of person. But that wants to sound too judgmental. Uh, I've never heard yeah. of anyone putting toilet roll no. on their Christmas tree. I've not heard of that, no. No, and so toilet roll on, like, your child and the dressing up as a mummy, yes. But a Christmas yeah. tree? And what, no, not... Do they feel guilty to themselves? Or to, <laughs> to society? Ashamed. Well, I doubt they're feeling guilty that they didn't keep it back to then give away to those in need at this time. I doubt that that's the, the motivation behind their their guilty feeling. Although that would bring a sense of nobility to this entire... Yeah, a bit of altruism. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, so I thought that did tickle me. But I think my favourite one from the week was uh, a young young boy in the US who uh, has been homeschooled, as so many are, and decided to write a review um, (laughs) of his his mother's performance as a a homeschool teacher. Um, Oh, dear. He wrote it in his diary, so it wasn't like a public review. It was something that his (laughs) mum... slash teacher has stumbled across it wasn't like an appraisal a no, weekly no. appraisal where he went mum we need to yeah, sit no. down we this need is to have a, a chat <laughs> reflection that he's giving of his deepest darkest thoughts well and, and it reads like this ben he's, he's dated it uh at the, at nice the top. absolutely incredible just it is not going good my mum's getting stressed out my mum is really getting confused we took a break so my mum can figure this stuff out and i'm telling you it is not going good. Fair play, Ben. That's amazing. I love that last line. I'm telling you, it is not going good. <laughs> that is superb. I've got time for the, got time for Ben. He's uh, all the best. All the best to you. <laughs> and to his mum, I think she needs our well wishes <laughs> at this stage. It's not started off well for for mother of Ben, but um, I'd like to think that by the end of this podcast um, season covering coronavirus, that we could report back on her performance as a teacher, and it would have improved. Yes. Oh, I'd hope so. Yeah. Yeah. She's done a performance improvement. <laughs> oh, thoughts and prayers to mum. And finally, um, 
that there's a, apparently a postman in the northeast who is spreading some cheer. Certainly, mm-hmm. post, postmen are essential at this time. Um, who who is doing his daily rounds in different costumes each each time? Ah, oh, I quite like nice that. Story. It's lovely, isn't it? That's, that's a little that... pick there, Joe. Yeah, that's really kind. You put a smile on my face, Joe, even if you haven't for the listeners, but I'm sure you would have done too. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> what what costumes is he wore out of interest? Do you, have you got any? There's a picture here of him dressed like a... Uh, Dave, what would you say that that was a... Is that like Little Bo Peep or something? Yeah, I, that's ah. a good description. Isn't it? Or, or Florence Nightingale uh, with, a, with a blue number. Um, that's quite topical, Florence Nightingale. Yeah, that and, is true. And there's a great photo of him and a colleague... Keeping two meters yep. apart. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Um, oh, oh, here we go. We've got cheerleader. You look like US cheerleader. We've got and that and that. Well, well head to the the Shield Gazette, that well-known local paper. My, um, my home page, mate. <laughs> for to see for yourself, but it's a great story. A little bit of feel good to uh, to brighten up certainly that community. I think, um, and I'm sure people are very appreciative. Uh, we're on to segment two now, which is games in questions. After the success of the pilot, um, we have revolutionised the game of Name That Player. So today we're playing Name That Actor. Oh, can't wait. Now, I've changed the format of the game slightly. So mm. I'm going to name five films that this uh, male or female actor has played in. And yep. after each film that I mention, Joe and Adam can make one guess each. Now, okay. if you get it right after the first film, you get five points. Okay. Uh-huh. If you get it right after the second film, four points, and so on. Until if I've, After I've named all five, you get it right, a point. Film number one. Film number one. Not strictly a film, but this actor, <laughs> good start, Featured in Malcolm in the Middle for one episode in 2006. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Incorrect, but a good guess. It's an unbelievable Thanks. guess. I can name two actors that were ever in Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm. I'm just going to have to say one of them and just go Brian Cranston. Incorrect. He was a dad, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he he was in more than That one. was who I he thought was, was about Heisenberg. Yeah, indeed. But he was in one in 2006, so I'm it's playing fine. that technicality. <laughs> Five points means it's got to be hard. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Good. It'll get easier. <laughs> okay, okay. The second film that this actor has been in. In 2009, they were in Zombieland. <laughs> Great. Um, Joe, Joe, you can uh, go first this time, Ads, because you were... Yep, that's fine by me. Oh, that's generous. Um, I've not seen Zombieland. Um, What? I know. I know. I feel feel let down. Um, Great film. Jim Carrey. Incorrect. Um, Woody Harrelson. Incorrect. Oh, ah. I would be running back to that 2006 Malcolm in the Middle episode. Yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this actor is, has been, for the third film, 
in mm-hmm. crazy, stupid love in 2011. Wow, okay. So far, we've oh, crazy, is... stupid love, zombie love, yeah. and Malcolm in the middle. One episode. Okay. Um... Oh man, I've seen Crazy Stupid Love, and I've seen Zombieland, and who is in both of those? It's Emma Stone. It is Emma Stone. Yeah. Very good. Very oh, good. three points. That's yes. very impressive. Thank you. Very good. Oh, that's tense. You know, I'm 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 buzzing off the back of that now. <laughs> I'm ready for my daily walk outside, Boris. I'm ready for it now. So the, the other two films that were, were going to come next and see if you'd have got this by the end were Crazy Stupid Love, The Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> and La La yeah. Land. Okay. Emma Would you have got that? My only guess. Was it yeah. that Ryan Gosling as well? So that, they are, that's all I'd have had. So yeah, I've not actually seen any of the films named. So yes, thank you, Adam, for saving me from future embarrassment. There, that was that's okay. It's kind of you. Well done on the three points. Thanks, mate. Who won last week? Uh, I got. Kevin oh, that was part. Of it. it doesn't count, does it? But... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was only one point for that. Yes, that is true. That is so true. it's three one to Adam. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Okay, and um, question of the week was one we got from a friend of the pod, Alice. Yeah, two and two. So, uh, yeah, we'll play that now. Which three people, dead or alive, would you choose to have with you for a day at a theme park? Which three people, dead or alive, would you take to you with you to a theme park? Ads, do you want to kick us off? Um, yeah, I can do. Uh, I would take, uh, dead or alive, um, Stephen Hawking. Um, and I'd take him because you'd always get to skip the queue because um, you could go through the disabled time. Um, I would take uh, Danny DeVito but he's because... Not, he's not getting on any rides. <laughs> no, but again, you could, if you wanted to get on like the children's ones, you could. Um, That's true. That would work okay. well. And it'd be quite funny. These are two great that, chats so far. That would help. Uh, and I'd also... Who else would I take with me? Um... <laughs> got Danny DeVito, I've got Stephen Hawking, and I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take Ellie Golding as well. Oh, good choice. That's, that is a good choice. I think she could serenade us as we go around the theme parks, and um, that would be quite nice to have with us. A bit of musical backing. Oh, big shout of that. Big fan of that. A that's a very eclectic bunch, isn't it? You can tell I did not prepare the answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll all have very different answers to that. Yeah, I can tell you, I, right. I, I don't think... I there on my my list I basically, maybe at the end we should see if all all nine well ten twelve all twelve of us would get on it if we all went on the same day it's a good foursome so far um, <laughs> I'm gonna, wow i'm gonna take oh I, I think i've got to take tom hanks with me he's never oh, out yeah. of hospital i think after coronavirus although theme parks are presumably shut down um i love tom also a villa fan Tom Hanks. Ah, yeah, so yeah. We just have we just have discussions about that, and I think I've seen every film that he's ever done. So I'd just be a bit huge claim. I'd be a bit of a fanboy for most most of the day. Um, I'd also take um, Richard Winters. Now, for those who don't know who, who he is, um, and to be fair, my opinion of him comes only through the 
dramatic portrayal of him by Damien Lewis in Band of Brothers, but he is just uh... top, top bloke all round. Um, and I think I think they'd get on as well, Tom, Tom and Richard. Um, and finally, I'm bringing Michelle Obama with me. Oh uh, yeah, because so again, obviously I don't know her, don't know any of them, but I, I saw her carpool karaoke and she just seemed like a great lad. Um, and you're going to spend a lot of time queuing. Uh, mm. Not if you've got Stephen Hawking with you. <laughs> no, I didn't, I, didn't think, I didn't think about that. that <laughs> kicking myself a little bit. Uh, but yeah. I think that that would be a good day. A good day all round. I like that. I like how you thought about how they'd compliment each other. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, appreciate don't, want, that. you don't want arguments by lunchtime and someone storming no. off. No. What about you, Dave? I thought about it slightly differently. Yeah. So... If I'm going to a theme park, I need three very different characters with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. First and foremost, I need someone that's going to manage to motivate me to get on the rides. <laughs> that's where Martin Luther King comes in. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, definitely most famous for his... <laughs> yeah, theme park <laughs> motivational. Well, I reckon he can give me a speech that would get me on anything. Because <laughs> I... I... I'd be hesitant on some rides, but if Martin Luther King was with me, I'm there. Fair enough. If he told you to jump off a building, you'd do it, wouldn't you? Is that sort of thing? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Second, I need someone that's going to be um, thinking, planning our journey, you know, our route through the, the theme park. We can't be sort of going for the most popular rides when everyone else is. We can't be... Um, Sort of walking double the distance because we haven't planned a route out. So I need someone with 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 skills of long term planning, mm-hmm. but also someone who is willing to to be patient and hold the bags while other people are having fun. <laughs> and there's only one man that that's is that patient, and with that sort of planning, and that's Arsene Wenger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think he wouldn't be that keen on the rides because he's a bit of a health. Um, is he a germaphobe? No, he's just he's just very keen on being healthy, and I think probably the adrenaline rush and stuff probably ain't that good for you. <laughs> yeah, so I reckon he'd be very happy to hold the bags while we went on the rides, but he'd also mm. be planning. He's very patient, as he's shown. <laughs> <laughs> so would you think... would you would you want to talk to him a bit about Arsenal as well? Reminisce on some of those memories? Oh yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think him and Martin Luther King and me would. <laughs> get on lovely <laughs> and then um, finally I want someone that's just going to be a good laugh has met some fun people because you do spend quite a lot of time queuing I don't mind queuing yeah. and that's the queen the right. queen <laughs> wow <laughs> I think the queen would be a great laugh I think she'd love it and then what? how old's the queen when you take like because it's dead or alive presumably you could how old are you going like, to flip which era you're taking, of the queen yeah, are, are you going to Olivia Coleman <laughs> Well, I haven't seen that show. Um, Sorry, no free ads. I would say old enough that she's met a lot of interesting people. Yeah, yeah. But not so old that she couldn't go on the rides. <laughs> now, what about what about Wenger? Is this Wenger pre hashtag Wenger out 2012 or is this it is, peak this is vitriol? Patience time. So I reckon 2011. Okay, like yeah, yeah. The so wheels are coming off slowly. You've signed Andre Santos on deadline. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like that's that. A great, I like that. That's and, a great tradition. And like on the way there, I'd give Queen that 
aux cable. I reckon she's got some great news. <laughs> I think they'd all get on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I like one. that. That's that is a good three. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a great question as well. I'm I, I'm still proud of my choices of Stephen, Danny, and Ellie. I think we'd have a good time. I think we've got. <laughs> We've got, we've got. I'd say our strategic advantage is higher than than your choices, but I'd see that you've picked for different reasons. So, you know, that's some brilliant choices all round. I think. Why was Danny DeVito on you? <laughs> I don't know. I thought there might be an advantage of being short because I'd thought about Peter Crouch, but then I thought height is not an advantage. But no, Danny DeVito is also you. funny. He is also funny, so that that would help. But that is true. Yeah. There you go. Very good. Thank you to Alice for that question. Uh, rolling now into segment three. I think we, we all have a lot more free time on our hands uh, and, and time inside your own head. And, we, and I thought that we should take this opportunity to give you some things to think about that you definitely never have done. Uh, and so like uh, Bob Mortimer and Vic Reeves uh, show from the naughty shooting star, we're going to have a dip into a party bag, but it's not Angelos's, it's Lasky's. So Please. take it away. What, what are you pulling out? Today I'm going to share an idea I had a couple of years ago. And I maintain that it's probably one of the most revolutionary ideas that's ever occurred. That's ever wow. come across a you know human existence. Wow. Have you ever sat on a train and thought, I'm wasting my time a bit here? You can read a book, you can listen to a podcast. Um, but you're travelling to a business meeting, you're travelling to a family event, you're travelling to a wedding, and you think, I could really do with a haircut. I'm, I'm not looking as sharp as I, as I wish I would, <laughs> wish I did. Why are you not allowed to get a haircut on a train? Why can't we have a designated wow. hairdressing carriage? Now, many people have said, oh, it's too bumpy. No, well, <laughs> if you can drink your coffee on a train, you can have a haircut. <laughs> I think I read that in a fortune cookie somewhere. <laughs> we effectively have, at the moment, a train that includes a restaurant <clears throat> and a bar within it. Yeah. What is wrong with adding a hairdresser's? <laughs> yeah. You know, um... now on, like, Dragon's Den when people pitch their ideas and they often use this phrase, you have created a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. That would be maybe, and not to, you know, shoot you down. It's not, and, and it's because I've never thought about it and I'm willing to entertain it. Um, but I just, I think there are a lot of logistical problems. What, like what? Well, you'd have to get, you'd have to get someone contracted out to actually be on the same train or you have different people each day in a designated carriage designed for hairdressing whereby the operating company gets a share of whatever profit is made well, they're, it they're, seems like they're, they're employees of the, comp of the operating company but therefore the space that you're using for hair hairdressing isn't being occupied by paying customers for trains. the same with the restaurant bit the food carriage yeah, but that is not a large space that's oh, it is. With the trolley. I don't know what trains you've been on, but I think it's <laughs> notable. So would you replace the restaurant with a hairdresser? Would you no, I just had another carriage on the back. I'm sure that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what yeah. the details. 
I think. And granted, every person that I've run this by, <laughs> I'm yet to find someone as positive as me. But about was it. Richard Branson one of those people? No. Pitch it to him. That's, you might get. That's it. worth an email, isn't it? He's got nothing better to do. And he's got a billion billions of pounds in the bank. Yeah. Right now. Would so you give it? If it was there, I ask you both. Would you take advantage of it? Never in a million years, no. <laughs> Why not? I would. Because I don't want to lose my ears. Oh, I would. Uh, I've got... Listen, my hair is complicated to cut at the best of times. It's thick, it's unruly. <laughs> um, a bit like people who stockpile toilet roll. And um, <laughs> it would not be safe to cut my hair on a moving train travelling in excess of 100 miles per hour. Uh, it is a no from me. Thank you for coming. How much would you have to be paid for it? For you to do it, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a game I play. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the point of a business. Either. <laughs> I genuinely. It's not a job. For that, would you? Yeah. Next time we're on the train together. Yeah. I'm going to sit you down in the toilet, and next to the toilet, sorry, where where Jeremy Corbyn likes to sit, <laughs> and I'm going to cut your hair. We'll see how it goes. Very good. I don't. I don't. I think people are exaggerating of how bumpy a train is. That is not the only problem that I foresee. Yeah. I think I don't think you get many now, I don't want to speak for female passengers, but I don't think you get many is it is it a unisex salon that you have in, in the car in the yeah, car? Anyone can have a go. I think men have a loyalty to their own barbers anyway. And so we'd rather well, we'd rarely go somewhere untrusted or untested. And a train to say you can't you can't your barber can't be the train guy. <laughs> Me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I, I do see the value of it for like regular commuters. Um, if you get in the same train in the morning, same train back um, afterwards, I can see the value of that. Thank but um, I'm glad I've got a, someone buying in. How much? How much of a? Oh, I, you, how much are you investing? I'll give. I'm, I'm still. I'm still not not putting my money where my mouth is because <laughs> my mouth isn't fully behind this just yet. But I see some promise here. Thank you. But yeah. I would be interested to hear what our listeners think. I think it's a good idea, but I've, I'm, at the moment, it's one person out of, I reckon, 30 people <laughs> I've spoken to about. Yeah, but you've got a lot of passion behind it. Just like Martin Luther King, your theme park hero, you're speaking with passion and enthusiasm and vision, and I like that. I reckon if me and the Queen chatted about it, yeah. she'd be in. Yeah, yeah. Wenger could teach you patience. Yeah, the Queen could. Yeah, she'd help you out. That that's you know, there's there's promise on the theme park. When you go around Alton Towers, you can figure it out. I reckon. Yeah, I've got I've got a few more of these ideas where, where that came from. Um, so I'll be sharing them over the next few weeks. Can't wait. Please, please write in with your opinions um, on these thoughts of Dave's as we go through the weeks. We'd love to hear if anyone anywhere agrees with him. Um, and so with that. Uh, certainly if you've listened this far in 40 minutes into this podcast uh, maybe you need to question why you, you've done that but um, a sincere thanks from the three of us um, please send in your questions for the next pod and enjoy the next week of lockdown lost out to Young, the chance here for Sidwell already a water start just over 30 seconds gone and the quickest goal in the Premier League this season for Steve Sidwell This is 
Steve Sidwell FC podcast.